bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Surprise! <laughs> hey, I got... Oh, well, first of all, welcome to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I'm Bailey Coleman, in for Dr. Ken Harris, who was out on assignment, who I finally got to meet yesterday. You know, this is a whole new... This is a whole new thing. And um, for me, I'm the new... I'm the new kid on the squad, and... I hadn't had a chance to meet Dr. Ken Harris yet. And I got to meet him yesterday. Where? I got to meet him at Juneteenth. I tell you, Juneteenth is like a huge family reunion. And I love it. And yesterday, I had an amazing time with my son out of Juneteenth. I mean, we had a great time with the Truth family. Had to introduce him to some of the new people, you know, or, well, we're new to them. We're new to the Truth family. So he had a chance to uh, meet everybody yesterday. He had a great time. Some people he already knew, like Benjamin, you know. I think he met Noni Juice one time, too. But uh, we had a great time. It was definitely like a family reunion there out at Juneteenth. It was always fun until you all know what happened. Everybody's talking about it. You know what's going on. Some of y'all cousins was out there after Juneteenth. It was after Juneteenth. It did not take place during Juneteenth. But I want to say, here's, you know what? Let me just say that this is how God works, because you know what? (sighs) 
there's so many people. I'm, you, you know what? It's a blessing that not more people got hurt. That was a lot of people. That was six people that were hurt by a shooting that was total nonsense that happened after Juneteenth. And it happened right in the area where a lot of vendors were. I know we were in that area broadcasting live. And you know what, parents? Let's be real. You know, this time, it was a a young person and young people that were uh, messing around and fighting and this and that. I think we, as parents need to really take a look at things and realize that it's not the way it was when we were coming up. It's not at all like it was when we were teenagers. Not at all. Nothing is not it there's it's nothing like that. No one when we were kids, it, I mean, no one was pulling out guns. Now they might have they might have there might have been a couple scuffles here and there, but for the most part, you were too concerned about what could happen when you get home. You were way too concerned about what would happen if your mom's or your pops caught up with you and you was acting out, or for that matter, a cousin, an auntie, an uncle, anybody like that. So a neighbor on the block saw you. But this, you know what? This is just how crazy it is because it seems like a lot of our kids don't even care. I mean, let's let's be realistic about it. I mean, because I saw Fox 6 reporting down there. I saw a lot of different stations reporting down there. What'd they do? I mean, they were just like, swing the camera over there. And then you see Ray Ray, Junebug, Pookie, all them. You saw them. You saw everybody on the camera. You can still go on their website now and go look and see if your kids was down there a part of the ruckus. You can. You know, it's just the way things are now. But even back when we were kids, we have to realize it's, it's, it's nothing like that. So that means that our actions and the care that we take with our kids has to be what? It has to be different. We can't just let them go and do what they want to do. No, you can't. You can't just be like, well, they're old enough. They're going to be all right, whatever, whatever. No, you can't even do it. Can't even do it like that no more. You can't. You can't just be like... They're 14, they're 15, they're whatever, you know, they'll be all right. Leave them alone. They doing their thing. No, you can't. If you come down there as a family to the event, you need to leave as a family. They just can't stay down there because they get done connected up with some of their other friends and see it's cool and all that because it's a different time. It's a different space. The event is different. And you want to make sure that your child comes home safe, right? Let them let them connect with their friends later. Let them, you know, connect later. But at an event like that, if you bring them down there, and even if you don't, maybe that's not an event that they should go to if they can't be sure to act like adults when they're there. 
I mean, you want to get in on this conversation, 833-212-1017. That's the truth talk and text line. The reality is it's a different time right now. And our kids, we, we just can't, we can't take the chance on losing them that way. We can't take, thank God, thank God that everybody is going to survive this. We didn't have anybody pass from this, but you know what? Who wants to take that chance with their child? I'll tell you right now, I don't. And look, my son at this point, full disclosure, he is a young adult now. If I wanted to leave him down there, he'd have been fine, right? Because I know and I have the utmost confidence that he would have acted like an adult. But give me, you know, take five years off of him. Nah, nah, player, you coming home with me. Let's go rock it out. You can connect with your friends later. Because you're not going to be down. I can't be sure what you'll do. Because you may not, that child may not have meant to get into a situation, but they might be hanging out with somebody else that gets into a situation and they're there and how do they leave and what's going on and this and that. Can't even risk it. Cannot even risk it. Don't want to deal with it. None of that. We're going to talk more about this after the break. Hit us up. Truth Talk and text line 833-212-1017. Bailey Coleman in for Dr. Ken Harris on 101.7 The Truth. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. the honest assignment dr ken harris live from the american family insurance studio at the avenue the heart of downtown milwaukee kyle how you doing uh i'm doing good i'm doing good you were you saw me in there you asked me i wanted to get in on this and i said <laughs> i was too busy and then i said you know what i got i got 13 minutes before i gotta go take another meeting and i, I said sure I'll, I'll jump in and and chime in with you kyle your cousins <laughs> yeah yeah you know as i was thinking about this situation yesterday i, I mean it's it's traumatic mm-hmm. you know it's really traumatic as as we have now 
24 hours, you know, almost to the exact moment that it, it happened. Um, as we had time to reflect and think about it, you get to really think about all that are impacted, right? Right. And, and we talk about the trauma that we have to deal with as a community. And so right now the focus has been on who? The people who were involved in it, right? The, the victims and those who were fighting. That has been the focal point that the conversation has been about. Mm -hmm. But now we need to really think about those who were involved. We had a young lady on just now right. with, with Tori Lowe, Liz Brown, uh, Wisconsin advocate, Wisconsin, Justice Wisconsin advocate Liz Brown, mm -hmm. had her family member on who, who was part of it. And you think about the trauma that she now has to face. Right. And you think about the people who were there who were in fear for their lives for that split moment where they were either running or where they were trying to figure out what was going on. Or for me, when I heard that it happened and I hear that somebody young got shot, I had family members down there. You know, I had a I had multiple cousins down there who are young people. So I'm sitting there, I'm calling to say, is, is my family okay? Right. Because it's occurred right by where we were yesterday. It was right by where we were. And, and so the so this impacts so many people. And another conversation I had off air was talking about this. This isn't normal. You know what I'm saying? Like this type of, these type of acts mm -hmm. aren't normal when it comes to this. You know, in, in the sense of we should never normalize gun violence to the point where a lot of people are unbothered by it. It's like, oh, that's just another day. There are people who go through their lives. Think about this. People who go through their lives that never, ever had to suffer the trauma of being within miles and miles of gun violence taking place. That's very true. Many people. And I'm not just talking about white people. I'm talking about black people. There are black people across this country. Because Milwaukee, I think this is what we, where we're messed up at is that because we don't have uh, area outside of the city that's a thriving black community like mm -hmm. that and everything we have a lot of great thriving black communities within milwaukee pockets right but because of that we have this misconception that black people only live in certain spaces in a lot of different places no you can go to right across to michigan the state of michigan you got black people on the east coast of michigan right are you talking about saginaw or you got black people on the on the excuse me on west coast in saginaw <laughs> East Coast in Detroit, go a little bit north to Ypsilanti. Like, you got black people all over the place there. You go south, you have suburbs in the south suburbs of Chicago full with black wealth. Right. Thriving black communities where, where violence isn't something that happens all the time. Right. And so what we're dealing with here is a lot of trauma as a community where everybody has to deal with this trauma. And we just overall have to be better. And I think we have a great opportunity to learn from this. But we need to be thinking about those who are really impacted, who had to who are the innocent bystanders that well, now have to question things. You know, here's the, here's something else about that. While you're talking about that trauma, you know, there are people that were down there that were impacted or and people that weren't down there that were impacted just because, you know, I mean, I had, I was down there and I had a ton of people calling me Texted me everything, trying to make sure I was okay. Are you okay? Is Kendall okay? That's my son. Are you guys okay? And you know, I heard a sh I heard you had a shooting. I mean, my my family, Washington State, heard y'all had a shooting yesterday. Y'all all right? I knew you were down at Juneteenth. You good, right? Well, if I wasn't good, you'd have heard from me by now. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Or somebody. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of impact on that. And seeing it on social media, I mean, the footage was very up close and personal. The footage was, like, literally right there. You know? And that can impact someone you know, without ever having been there. Absolutely. 
And you're not the only one that got those calls about whether or not hearing about what happened. And so instead of talking about the amazing time that it was, right, a, a, a little bit of the great time that, you know, still was a great time, is tarnished in forever in history, though, the 52nd annual Juneteenth will always have this asterisk of this occurring at the end when they were trying to clear people out. And it's just it's just so unfortunate. But again, I don't I, this ain't going to stop. This ain't going to stop the show. Uh, you know, and again, we should pray for those who are hurt and pray for yes. those that have to deal with the mental trauma of right. having to deal with overcoming this. And those who are going to be second guessing where they want to come next year. Uh, they're going to do what they need to do in order to make sure that it's a safe event for everybody to feel comfortable at. And we're going to continue to have a good time for our 53rd year. Exactly. And, you know, they really went out of their way this year to make it an inclusive celebration. They didn't have banners like they did in South Carolina now, baby. <laughs> we had no, no white folks on banners no, up here. we had no white folks on banners here. But they did go out of their way to make it inclusive. So, do you feel that it will ever be a situation where it truly is inclusive of people if people are afraid to come out? Because you got African Americans saying, I ain't never going to Juneteenth no more. You know, but then there's always people that don't go, but yet and still we have one of the biggest ones in the country. Right. One of the biggest celebrations in the country. But do you think that there'll there'll ever be a point where they can make Juneteenth an all inclusive event? Yeah, I I think they can. I know some people like, ah, it's a black person holiday. But no, I, I really wholeheartedly for me, I look at Juneteenth as a time to reflect and look back at some of the sins of this country but then celebrate the progress that we're making, we're continuing to make, and make people be front of, front of mind and understand that, especially, and I specifically talk about white people, especially white people who don't acknowledge racism that we have in this country, the biases that we have in this country, is that if you talk to most black people over the age of 30, they know somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that talked to a slave. Like, I, my, myself personally, I know that my I talked to my grandparents who talked to their grandparents who talked to slaves. You know what I'm saying? Like my mm-hmm. my my uh, my grandmother's great grandparent was a footstool, you know, for 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 a slave. And I think it was it had to be the 60s or the 50s or 1800. And so being able to have that connection where I talk to somebody that talked to somebody or talk to somebody that talked to somebody that talked to somebody makes it real. And we need to continue to educate people. And I know Sherwin Hughes talked about making it more than just one day and making it maybe a whole month that we highlight going up into Juneteenth. I think that would be great because I think it's so important for the entire country to understand the significance of this day. Like this is the day that everyone was freed from bondage and slavery. Now there's still Jim Crow that we had to deal with and all the racism that we still deal with today. But the fact that everybody had an opportunity to be free at that point is such an important date. And that's why I think everybody should be included because we are in America, which is a melting pot. And we should not say, well, you can't celebrate this. Who, I mean, what, what type of message that you can't celebrate your country that you love truly being free. This should be bigger than independence day because this is the day that everybody, we lived up to truly what this country was meant to be. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, no white folks on banners though. We don't need no. that type of inclusion. Right? I'm gonna have to put that I'm gonna have to post that on my uh on my Facebook page for everybody to check out. Um because uh, that truly was when you text that to me, I was like, oh my goodness, and that's a Juneteenth photo? Okay. 
<laughs> Do you feel that all those years ago, uh, our people were fearing um, the enslavement and the things that they had to deal with with the enslavement, whether it's being beaten, you know, being shot or whatever, and then we go out to an event now, lo, these many years later, and we're not afraid of that from, you know, a white person that had enslaved us, but we're afraid of that from our own people. I think that's something so powerful that you said, afraid of it from our own people. I mean, from from my experiences, those that you live closest with are those that could become some of your enemies as well. And so, you know, I, I would I would assume that a lot of white people feel the exact same way. A lot of Hispanic people feel the same way. A lot of Asian people feel the same way living in the communities that they do is that especially when you live in communities that lack economics, that lack uh, jobs, that lack just the things that you need to truly thrive. Uh, you're going to have those type of situations where people have a lot of wants and needs that aren't being met. And so, I mean, it is unfortunate that we got to the point that we are, you know, fearful of sometimes one another. But we have to work a way to, to trust that they're good in people. And so, but it is it is sad. And would they be ashamed of it? Heck, I barely, to be honest, you know, I don't know how long. I mean, you've you've been here a little bit longer than I have. I mean, growing, growing up in, uh, you know, Washington, did you have a sense of that growing up? Or has this been something that kind of evolved when you moved here? Or is this something that just it, it happened as the country that we live in has become much more dangerous in mass shootings and being nervous to go to malls and being nervous to go to movie theaters, being nervous to go into schools? I, I want to say living there in Seattle, it's a whole different vibe, right? And black people are everywhere. It's not as as segregated as it is here. I mean, black people are everywhere out there. You, you just, you know. Out in Walla Walla? In Walla Walla, Washington, yes. <laughs> they're everywhere. And they're not afraid to move there either, right? Whereas here... um. Yeah, you know, it was like, yeah, better get your spot over on the north side. You don't want to be out here. And I was like, when I moved here, I, I lived in West Dallas. First place I lived. Really? West Dallas, Wisconsin. Yes. Had a place out there, lived there for until my lease was up. It was about a year. And then I found myself on the north side. I did. I did. I I felt a little bit more comfortable, but I wasn't too deep. Now, I wasn't in no teens over. I was not in the teens. I can't folks over in the teens now. I ain't nothing wrong with that. You got thriving thrive teen neighborhoods over there, especially by uh, Rufus King. No, I wasn't over. <laughs> but, um, and and I've never lived that far in. Right now, I live, like, on the edge of Brown Deer in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, but we, you know, the, my previous place of employment, we would do things specifically to get people off the north side of Milwaukee. We would have events and plan them in other parts of the area so that we could specifically get people of color off the north side of Milwaukee if just for a few hours. Mm. Because there's a lot of things that they're hiding from you. There's a lot of great shopping. That is being, I mean, play, grocery stores that that shelves are fully stocked. And you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, uh, so there's there's so many things 
that are, are really being hidden and things that you, you want to live and you want to live to your fullest. And there's some great things to see and experience in this area. How about a great movie theater? Yeah, those you are know? gone now. I used to go to Northtown Cinema growing up as a kid my see? entire life. See? That's been gone for over 10 years now. Johnson's exactly. Park. Over there going golf and golf carting. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, going golf, mini golfing, goat karting. Like those, yeah. Those are the things that I love to do as a kid, those attractions that we can go and do. So many and things you know are what? taken away from the youth right now. And the thing is, moms and dads, because this is where it's going to have to start, right? This is your opportunity to take your kids to those places that are off the north side of Milwaukee that have those amenities. Spend that time with them, you know? If you don't have a lot, don't go to place don't go to a place that costs you a lot. But recognize there are free parks and everything where they can get out and it's like a breath of fresh air for everybody. Bailey, you're hitting so many points. And it, it right now it has me thinking because I'm I'm big on we have a problem, let's find a solution. Right. And and so right now we have a lot of these kids who've been trapped in the house for so long and a lot of people are influenced by negative things. And so how can we build upon this? And I'm just reflecting on my life and going laser tagging. Yeah. And, doing, and doing all these different cool things that mm-hmm. we, we got to do. You know, Chuck E. Cheese used to be off of 76 Man. and Good Hope over there, I believe, right next to Kmart yep. over there years yep. ago. Yep. And so it, there there should be an emphasis put on bringing attractions back to our neighborhoods for these kids to enjoy. You can't go skating in Milwaukee. No, nope. I don't know a go-kart place in Milwaukee. Nope. I don't know a mini-golf place in Milwaukee. Nope. I don't know. I, I, all I know is a budget theater in Milwaukee. No shot at budget, <laughs> but, you know, I want to see a fresh new movie as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't I don't know of a lot of things for these kids to get involved with here in Milwaukee. Where's the Taekwondo gym they got right. here in Milwaukee? Like, we need to get more things in order for these kids to be more exposed to different things and have something to go to. Cause this is not a new issue. Like violence isn't anything new, Right. but now I just feel like these kids have nothing else to do. Stealing Kia's is their entertainment. That's what they have been replaced with. All these great things that I did growing up as a kid are no longer available to them. And so now they got to find something fun to do. And to me, yes, stealing Kia is terrible. But again, at the age of 14, 15, it seems so innocent because you're not looking to ruin somebody's life. You're just looking to have a good time and get up off the car and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. and so it, it's just, you know, I'm not making excuses whatsoever because I believe in accountability. But we have to do something to invest in our youth in a sense of giving them outlets to do certain things so they can go and have a good time. Uh, setting up more programs for parents to get involved in as well for the kids. So I, I, this is just my push and ask is. Let's not let's not sit here and, and, and mope about the problem. Let's try to find a solution and put it on the people in power to try to find solutions and really care about right. giving our youth something to do in an alternative. It ain't gonna save everybody, but if you save five kids from from doing something else, we've done we've done justice. We've yeah. done a good job. Exactly, exactly. We got more coming your way right after the break. You want to get in on this conversation? It is the two talking text line for you eight three three two one two ten seventeen. I'm Bailey Coleman, and for Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
101.7 The Truth. Bailey Coleman in for the on assignment. Dr. Ken Harris right here at the American Family Insurance Studio in the Avenue right here in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I got to tell you, I had a great time at Juneteenth yesterday, but I hate to say I left right on time. That was, well... Look, hit us up on the Two Talking Text line at 833-212-1017 on the line with me. Uh, Sandra, Sandra, did you have a good time at Juneteenth yesterday? Uh, hi, yes, I did. I uh, We parked on uh, Clark um, uh, 7th and Clark, and we had to walk because it was, you know, a lot of cars, a lot of people. And uh, it was nice. Got my exercise in, got to talk to you all. And uh, it was nice. And then I think I left around about 3.30. And not, you know, not even thinking about anything because nothing had happened anyways, you know, so far. But not thinking about anything happening. But um, I'm just seeing because a lot of times when you do have things like that, uh, sometimes like even when, uh, like say, a team win a game, then you have kids jumping on cars and stuff. You know, it's always some type of uh, – event that kind of upsets the real, you know, why, why we're, we're there. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I think we might, I don't know how they could do it, but I think over there at Summerfest, they check you for uh, guns and stuff before you can get in the gates. Right. Well, I mean, uh-huh. so they may, uh-huh. Juneteenth is so such a different situation because, you uh-huh. know, it's a street festival. In, in that arena. So there's no specific in and out. I mean, I guess they could try to do that, but that would be kind of difficult, right? Because people are coming from Cost, costly. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I mean, it would, they would have to gate the whole area, the whole block or the whole, what is it? Four blocks now they'd have to gate all that in. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, I don't even know if that would work, you know? That would be super well, difficult. Well, we could get somebody to study it because, like I said, they got CEOs study how to move jobs out of uh, the country. They got uh, uh, people sending stuff into space. And what is this, the AI coming in? They can mm-hmm. invent all of this. And we cannot stop people from shooting guns and killing each other. That's true. You know, because I said, because it's always, uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Sometimes you got to get up off your knees. More got to be done because if that person had had a gun and hadn't pulled the trigger, mm-hmm. he would not have shot anybody. But I, what I really wanted to say, though, but I'm, I'm old school. Uh, and when, when I came up, we had bands. The kids would play in bands. And, I mean, they practiced in the basements. And um, mm-hmm. they could go around, make a little change, playing. And then the, uh, we had, like, uh, choirs in, in school where, I mean, the kids would run up the hall singing. I mean, we had some good singers. Mm-hmm. And they would sing. And uh, uh, it was just so nice. Um, I don't know what all they took out of school. We had home economics. The, the guys had woodchop. When I was going to school, the women had to take sewing and, and that kind of stuff, cooking. Mm-hmm. And the guys had to take the other stuff, woodchop. So when my sister, she's a lot younger than me, so when she went, they switched it up where they could, you know, the, they could change up. The girls could take uh, the woodchop and, and then the guys could do the cooking and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, what is it that they're depleting a lot of stuff? In the city, and then, like I said, the uh, atmosphere is the worst atmosphere you want to look at. I always say that. The city is raggedy, braggedy, boarded up house. And this, this didn't just start. I am 74. 
This didn't just start. When they gutted out those parks, we had parks where the freeways are. Mm-hmm. Uh, over there where we uh, you had the, where we were uh, for the um, Juneteenth. Uh-huh. Those are my stumping ground. Wow. I, I grew up over there. I went to Robert Foden. I ice skated at Clinton Rose. It was called Garfield Park. Okay. I mean, okay. I went to LaFala School. Uh-huh. Yeah. Over on Ninth over here. Yeah, and Ring. And now they got the kids are growing gardens. See, a lot of times they don't hear the good stuff kids are doing. And they got like running rebels and these kind of, you know, people that comes up. Uh, and they're trying to help the young kids. And so I think if we can kind of get back to something like that to get their mind focused off of whatever they're looking at on the, uh, the Internet, all uh, driving those cars horrible and all that stuff, I think we could get to them mm-hmm. because they were young, like 14 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then another one more point I'm going to say okay. real fast. Um, now, like uh, you were saying, we need to explore other areas. When mm-hmm. I was coming up, we couldn't go over there. Right. Right, because we had to march to be able to. A lot of people that moved here, they got an advantage because now, you know, that we opened up the shop where they can move into different areas on the south side. We had a lot of people come here from out of town. Okay. Moved on the south side. But we blacks here, we would not move over there because they were shooting stones at us and everything. Wow. So it's a history here. So yeah, you, it is a history. Touch on it. Yeah, yeah it is. Touch it up is. on it, and then you will see. It is all a the history. Evil stuff that was done to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that is gone now, though. So we can freely move about the cabin. So we need to start doing that. We need to start doing that and seeing what's but over I here. I still feel free. Mm-hmm. I still got that feeling because I went out to West Bend one day. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was parked at the city hall. Okay. And this guy opened his door and I couldn't back out. I asked him, could he move, you know, close his door? You know what he told me? Huh. I just had surgery. I can't move. <laughs> and this is West Bend. And I usually don't do that. Uh, uh, sister and I asked me to go with her. Mm-hmm. So we went out there to renew our license to get this real ID. Uh-huh. And that's the only re- reason I went out there. I kind of want to stay where I feel comfortable. Okay. Well, that's that's uh, that's, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. All right, Sandra. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. The Truth Talk and text line 833-212-1017. You want to get in on this. Al. Al, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I agree with Sandra, but a lot of this stuff that's going on in the inner city was already in place. See, they'll tell you they don't got no money, mm-hmm. but let the non-black side coming in, houses start going down there, start cleaning the street. And then the other thing with the schools, we can change that. But see, you have a different class of parents that's raising their children than the ones who was good back in the 40s and the 50s. So you got the parents who try to be the kid's best friend. That's why they 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old is outside at 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And they're taking them to get their groceries All right. from Woodman. So that's, okay. so that's not against us. But if we want to change anything, all we got to do is take pride in ourselves. And the same with the public schools. The same way those parents get involved when they go to church on Sunday and put <laughs> <laughs> okay. that into your child. And you can give him the experience and you don't even pay, you don't even have to pay the fraction of sending him to a school in the suburbs. Al, you are so right, Al. You are so right. Just take a little time. We have that's to, all you got to do. You, you, that's it. We got to change our perspective as parents. And, you know, I, you know what? People used to say I was raising my son so square and all this kind of stuff. I don't care. He's a good kid. 
I ain't got to worry about him out here in these streets. I don't have to do it. See, the problem is, is he don't nobody want to seem old to their child. Right. That's why they're sitting there letting their kids having sex in the house, stealing kids and all that. Mm. But then when somebody go upside their head, they don't even got a $7,000 life insurance policy. But you see, but the one thing the parents won't realize and say, they were the same as a child, except they even worse, except their kids is 1,002.0. And don't forget... Some of these parents is the grandchildren of the crack and cocaine era. And even if you do crack, you still know right from wrong. Because ain't nobody stupid when it comes to common sense. Because we all are born bright. Al, I love you. Thank you so much for calling. You're so right. (laughs) Al said everything I could say. Okay, look, you want to get in on this? Hit us up. The True Talker text line is 833-212-1017. We'll got more after the break. Plus, I got your chance to win tickets. Everybody wants tickets, and I know you want these, so we'll talk in just a minute. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Here we go again. Hey. <laughs> Rhea got me hooked up. Hey, it's 1017 The Truth. Bailey Coleman in for the on assignment. Dr. Ken Harris here. The American Family Insurance Studio. All right. I promised you tickets, and I'm going to give you tickets before we get back to our conversation. As a matter of fact, Milwaukee's biggest party on the lake starts this week. And guess what? The award-winning 101.7 The Truth has the hookup for you. Now is your chance to win Earth, Wind & Fire prize pack. A prize pack of two front row wristbands and two general admission Summerfest tickets on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. The number 833-212-1017. Be calling number five right now to win Earth, Wind & Fire tickets. Win the Earth, Wind & Fire prize pack. I got to tell you, I heard... That this show was actually sold out. I don't know if that's true or not. But what I'm here to tell you is you better be trying to get in on these tickets. 833-212-1017. I've had the chance to see Earth, Wind & Fire in concert numerous times. And they never, ever disappoint. They're going to sing all the songs you love, Mom and Dad. Yes, they are. So make sure you get in. Because these wristbands are like... These are like front row seats. This is like right there. Philip Bailey can sweat on your brow, moms. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. 833-212-1017. We're taking caller number five for this Earth, Wind & Fire prize pack, which is amazing. Amazing, amazing. So make sure you definitely want to get in on this because I want you to go just so you can experience what I've experienced. That was Wow. They do a great show. I've seen them on TV. I've watched them on YouTube. But I'm telling you, 
It's nothing like checking them out in person. Now, we have been talking about um, situations that have arised and things that we feel like we need to do as a community so that uh, situations that happened post-Juneteenth with the shooting wouldn't necessarily happen again with, you know, our community. How can we at least make it better, right? And um, I think it was Sean hit me up. He said, it's so unfortunate that we can't go places and conduct ourselves like we have uh, since, uh, with sense. Please tell me what it is I can do to help. This often is so ridiculous. We've been in the house for almost three years. And as soon as we get back out, we fall into the same mess. So right. And you know what? I mean, there's a lot of great community organizations out here right now that are offering, you know, opportunities for young people. Someone mentioned uh, the Running Rebels a little earlier. They're a phenomenal organization and they're working with uh, young people in our community. But it's up to us parents. I mean, I I had my son in, in several different organizations and things like that as well to get him together, to make sure he's on the right path, to help him. But we can't, you know, parents, a lot of these organizations are free, and you just got to, you know, start with the Boys and Girls Club. Make sure you got to be in there with them. I mean, you got to, I'm not saying you have to attend with them, but you have to get them involved, and, you know, that is the thing about it. You just can't say, okay, go here, and not make sure that they're there and that it's set up for them and that it's right for them and that they feel comfortable and give them things to do, okay? So let me let me see if you want to get in on this. It's toll-free. Talk to and text line 833-212-1017, and uh, we'll be back right after this with more on 101.7 The Truth.